Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. What's up, everyone? This is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic, and you are feasting your eyes on Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, uh, airing live. We film these live at the Twitch on twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, Keith Lee announced at the start of this week's NXT that he is relinquishing the North American title to ensure others get opportunities in NXT. Larson, what do you think of the move? Who will be the new North American champion? Um, I'm kind of two minds about it. I don't like when people just uh, willingly relinquish a title. You fought for that thing. You defended it. Uh, ideally, you'd want to have that title just uh, taken from you uh, rather than give up. That being said, the rationale behind it fits in with Keith Lee's character. So while I don't, re- I'm not really cool on, I'm sorry, not, not, not that I'm not cool with it. It's not my ideal path. It's not what I would have done. Um, it, it makes sense in terms of Keith Lee, his character in NXT. So it's like a, you know, like a larger picture, meh, but given the rationale behind it, it's all right. And who do you think will be the new North America? Well, before we get into that, I'll give you my thoughts. I actually kind of agree with you on this. Um, I, I, I really think so. So here's the thing. I'm again, I'm also kind of two minds on it, but a little bit different. On one hand, I like his rationale behind it. I agree with you on that one. And on the other hand, I think that because takeovers specifically, I would love for this to have happened. He keeps the title. But he decides to defend it separately, like we've talked about before. Like yeah, they're two yeah. different divisions. Yeah. And they announce the same tournament, and that tournament will determine who gets to face Keith Lee for the North American title. The problem with that is takeovers are so few and far between. There's only four or five of them a year at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, usually like five a year. Um, that you need to have these titles defended at takeover because it's takeover. And I I think you're you would be disrespecting the idea of a takeover match. If you expect a guy to do two take, this isn't main roster wrestling where you can Hold do on. what? Do you forget that Adam Cole wrestled in two takeover matches? He did the North American ladder match and a tag match in the same takeover. The same night, yes. Yeah, I know that was a singular feat that should not be expected of on a regular basis. No, for a mean, normal guy. Well, I understand, but twice in the span of how many years has NXT been around is not what I define as a regular basis. Um, which is you're right. No, you're right. Which is why I'm saying Keith Lee should not be expected to defend this title. Both titles in separate matches at every takeover. That's a feat that even Keith Lee yeah. shouldn't have to handle. And that's why I like, that's why like by default, I like the idea of relinquishing the North American championship, even There's though I would too. have loved to have seen him defended in two divisions. There's this, let's say, uh, their intent on getting carry and cross 
a belt at the next takeover. Having Keith Lee to ha- defend both those titles next takeover could potentially feed to that story. Like he's so uh, amped on giving people opportunity that it's kind of uh, uh, leads to him losing one of his belts. Yeah, That's I mean, a potential that, story to explore. That would kind of be the expectation, though. It's like, okay, if the NXT title is supposed to be the cream of the crop title, the North American title is just one step below it. Like, you're you're still taking on like some amazing competitors in the North American scene. How is he supposed to go through that match, which is going to be like a 25 minute match, mm-hmm. and then still be expected to even step his game up even more for the main event? It mm-hmm. just it it's not. It's kind of ridiculous, and I think, like I said, it kind of disrespects the idea of a takeover match, which is you give everything you have to the takeover match. You shouldn't have to give everything you have to two of them. Um, Tell it to Adam Cole. No, I know. It was a marvelous feat. It it was an amazing feat, but like he did it the one time, and we were like, oh, my God, that's amazing, but he shouldn't have to do that. Like It's not realistic for anybody to do that twice, and at that point, you're just sort of booking Keith Lee ridiculously if if he's having two like killer matches on a single takeover. Um so, uh, so yeah, I, I like I like the idea of him keeping it and defending it separately. It's just I, it's just not very realistic, and I really like that his rationale fits completely and totally into his character, and it just feels like that's who Keith Lee is. He is the most genuine superstar the WWE mm-hmm. has, and he's mm-hmm. absolutely terrific. Um, moving on from that, what's your prediction? Who's going to be the next North American champion? So far, we've got Bronson Reed moving ahead. Yeah, that was next a week from him. Uh, yeah, time. hell of a match. Next week, we've got Finn Thatch Thatcher and uh, uh, who's the other who? guy? It's uh, Finn Timothy Thatcher and uh, shoot, I wrote I wrote it down here. Hold on. Uh, where is his promo? Oh, Loomis, it, Dexter Loomis. Loomis. Yeah. yeah. They seem to really like Loomis. I don't see. I, I kind of wonder if, if since they're setting this up as Keith Lee's vacating, relinquishing the title to give people opportunity, if they're going to do as it's a small sample size, obviously, because we've only seen one match, and 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 Gargano, who which was the you know the the more well known name in that match, didn't win it. But if you follow through on that that idea, if this is all about opportunity. This is essentially opportunity for guys maybe who have been largely outside the title picture thus far. Um, so between Finn, Thatcher, and Loomis, if that holds true, then it won't be Thatcher. Or sorry, it won't be Finn. I guess I'd probably go with Dexter Loomis maybe out of that scenario. But they really seem like Thatcher too, but I can't imagine him in a, in a ladder match either. So we're getting... <laughs> right. So we're getting uh Balor Loomis Thatch. Yeah. I suspect that the rivalry coming out of that is gonna be Balor Loomis. Mm-hmm. Which would leave Thatch to take or it's gonna be Balor Thatch. Look, one of these guys, either Loomis or Thatch, is going to Balor's gonna claim that they screwed him out of the North American title. And mm-hmm. that's going to be one of those guys' next feud. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the feeling that that's going to be Loomis versus Balor, 
because Balor likes to use all those wrestling wrestling insider terms. Yeah, and I yeah, feel like yeah. Loomis is the one guy who you're not going to be. Unless, I mean, Thatch versus Balor would be kind of interesting because Thatch is like the wrestling guy. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll say I think it's going to be Reed and Loomis in the ladder match, which leaves the winner of, I guess we can assume it's going to be Priest, Grimes, and who's the third guy who can be in another one of these triple threat matches? Because it was three triple threats and then a triple threat ladder match, right? Isn't that the thing? Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't know. They didn't say how many people were going to be in the ladder match. I don't believe, did they? I don't. I. 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 I just a three sort of, person ladder match is kind of a, a small ladder match. Isn't that how they did? P, no, PWG wasn't. A, it wasn't a ladder match. It was a. It was a. It was. It was. But they would do like a triple threat at the end for a, what is it? Battle of uh, the Bola stuff. I think. Battle. Yeah. Battle of LA. Um, five people? Wait a second. They're saying it was a. It's going to be a five man. Everybody in chat saying it's going to be a five man. That sounds right. Match. I had that thought in my head too. Um. So other people that could be. You got Cameron Grimes. They're going to do Priest. five. They're going to do five triple threats. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, they have we have before. Reed in it. Grimes, Priest. The, they seem a certainty. Um. Say Loomis. So there's only one more. Okay. Hold on a second. Now Priest and Grimes. They're going to be in the same triple threat. One well, of those probably. guys is not moving on because they got to tell us going to get that spot. I just don't know. And on top of that, is Santos Escobar going to get in on this? Even though him and I mean, now they're setting up him and Swerve for the cruiserweight title, like that yeah. sort of feels like a thing. I mean, Champa's not doing anything. If you uh, do, uh, Killian Dane, maybe. Okay, let's say it's Priest Grimes and Killian Dane. That could be a really fun match because Grimes having to deal with both those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see. I could. See, it's going to be Grimes. They seem to really like Cameron Grimes, and why wouldn't they? He's great. Yeah, I, I would suspect Cameron Grimes is probably going to be the next North American. It's just, this is. It's just going to be the uh, the breakout tournament, guys. I know, kind of. <laughs> Reed Loomis. I dude. I don't know, man. I, my early pick for the North American champion, Cameron Grimes. He's literally yeah. the opposite. He's the opposite of Keith Lee. And that's kind of what you want here. You need a, a, a Weasley heel. Mm-hmm. And, but he's still protected. He's still booked really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Jonah, uh, sorry, uh, Bronson Reed is too much like Keith Lee. Good guy, big guy, athletic guy, does cool stuff. It's just another Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, yeah, Loomis, Cameron Grimes is kind of like the, the opposite. Loomis would just, it would be weird if he ways. had a title at this point. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be Grimes. I think Priest is getting left behind. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless it's unless Grimes and Killian Dane end up in a program and Priest moves on, I could see uh, I could see either being Priest or Grimes as a new well, North Priest, American champion. Priest beat Grimes their last match, so I kind of I don't I don't know I feel like it's going to be Grimes. Grimes is probably the guy who wins it. I think they're really yeah that might be why they unless have, yeah. they do a thing where he gets the 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 huge spot. He hits that cave in off the ladder or something. He gets the huge spot but not the win. He gets a huge spot, gets taken out during it. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Oliva says Kushida. Man, they have not. Once they start doing something with Kushida, I will believe Kushida will be a part of it. He yeah. might be part. But also, he's like, he. they could probably use him in the cruiser rate. He can have a really good thing with uh, Santos Escobar. Oh, yeah. Swerve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. My pick for North American next North American champion, Cameron Grimes. What, who's your Same. final pick? Same? No, I already, said, I already said Grimes, too. Yeah, man. All right. We got it solved. Good job. End of show. Anyways. End of show. Bye, everybody. Want to give a quick shout out. I don't know if we have any new patrons, but I wanted to mention that uh, 
We have Friendo Club TV. Today on Friendo Club TV, we're going to be playing Pin, Loser, Draw. You can win a really bad sketch. Digital sketch. I'm not going to send you anything. You just screen cap it if you want. Uh, and there's some really great competition. Alex C. has talked about retiring from Pin, Loser, Draw, Larson. Oh, what do you I think about know. that? Should he retire? Should he relinquish his Pin, Loser, Draw I championship? I, I mean, I, I appreciate that he wants to give other people opportunity, but at the same time, uh, uh, you know, I feel like it's his right to defend yeah. his title until someone beats him. I you would think so. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's a lot of fun. You can uh, you can uh, check that out live, participate, play along uh, at Twitch. You throw us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson uh, at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, or of course at YouTube by becoming a channel member. Just click join at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Let's hop right into this, Larson. I got my Steve sure. notes up. Do you have your Larson notes up? Of course. All right. The show kicked off with the William Regal Matt chat question. Or yeah, the was, lovely uh, grandfather clock in the back of, of uh, behind him. Boy, he's just, he's just kicking back these days. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so anyways, he had an announcement about Keith Lee's Matt Chat question. Keith Lee has a Matt Chat question, but it's an announcement. He talks about, uh, once again, he talks up his uh, trainer, killer Tim Brooks, talks about uh, taking advantage of opportunity. He says, when the opportunity struck for me to get the North American title, I took it. When the opportunity struck to get the NXT title, I took it. And uh, he said, I may be, I appreciate that people call me limitless, but I don't want to be limiting. And because of that, because I want others to have uh, he says, I want as many people as possible. Sorry, I'm relinquishing it. But with the caveat that I want as many people as possible to have a chance to mm. win it. Hence, uh, Regal comes back with his Matt Chat question, a tournament to decide who will win the North American championship and a ladder match at TakeOver 30. And yeah, the, so there's the, a, the logo for that is absolutely five, five triple threat matches. Winner of those matches go on to this ladder match at TakeOver uh, I'm hoping it's like just an early render of it because usually NXT is so good with the with their their graphics. It's really just like the 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 gradients look uh, pretty basic. So I didn't see There's I didn't texture see texture to it. Usually NXT graphics are so good with texture. Yeah, I know that's the thing. I, I honestly think it that looks very flat because they have it on WWE.com, and I saw it and I was like, this is awful. It looks like a really early. Render of it with the understanding that yeah, like you're saying, there's textures. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch the actual logo on TV. Um, I'm sure it'll be more rendered by the time we get closer to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they showed it briefly, and I don't recall in comparison with WWE.com, you know, yeah. what it looked like. But yeah, uh, you know, knowing NXT generally how good they are with their graphic assets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be shocked if that were the final product. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that should be a lot of fun. That takeover should be pretty good about a month from now. Uh, the first match we had on last night's NXT was Dexter Loomis versus Killian Dane. Of course, this was set up like last week. I think Killian Dane wasn't happy that Dexter Loomis drew a caricature of him. That motivated this match. Uh, I thought that Loomis uh, showed off a lot of creativity in this match. Uh, and they booked him pretty strong. Killian Dane was trying to do his big, powerful guy thing, and at times it worked, but, uh, you know, there was that bit, like, for example, he tries to throw Loomis into the ring steps, and Loomis just sort of really smoothly dives over them. Yeah, there's especially at the beginning, there was a lot of instances where Loomis was using his quickness advantage to evade, yeah. 
Is there anybody more uh, uh, fun hoss than Killian Dane? The the fun splash out of nowhere that he did on the outside. So I love good. he does that. I love it so much. So good. <laughs> So good. Uh, but anyways, uh, we had Loomis deliver two side effects to uh, Killian Dane. We had a Dane powerbomb that got two. Uh, but in the end, uh, up top, Loomis and Killian Dane are battling it out. Loomis sends him to the floor, hits a swanton. Another side effect, and he locks in his uh, his arm triangle or his vice or whatever. Yeah, uh, and, and Dane, uh, passes Dane passes pass, out. Passes out, yeah. Yeah. So whatever, Clean just a win. Sh- showcase match there for uh, for Dexter Loomis. Momentum Killian. heading into uh, his match next week. Lots of momentum. Momentum. Uh, after that, we had a Roderick Strong interview. He says, yeah, it's kind of a new start. He says, I never got my rematch uh, when I lost my North American title. He said, it's been a weird few weeks for the Undisputed Era. And then he gets interrupted by Bronson Reed. And he's like talking Good. crap. He's like, what are you talking about opportunities? The Undisputed Era got all the opportunities around See, here. It's time for a million chances. Yeah. Yeah. His league gave the opportunity, or gave the title, create opportunity. He's going to show the world that he's a player. In steps John Gargano, uh, says, "Up, oh, face the brand walking through right here," and he goes up to Reed and says, "Oh, you want to be a player, huh? This is my world. This whole thing ends with me becoming North American champion again and making history." I did like the little back and forth between uh, him and Roddy as Roddy stepped out, though. That was they both good. looked like they wanted to laugh. I know. <laughs> he was like, "He was like, goof. I hate you too." That was yeah, funny. Was yeah, that was good. That was good. Gargano walks off, and then Reed says, uh, "I'm gonna, uh, I'm going all out tonight," and that he did. <laughs> yeah, boy, that was that match was something else. After that, we had a quick Dakota Kai Matt chat slash video package talking about uh, her shot at Io Shirai. There's so many. Everybody's doing Matt chat a questions. A lot of Matt chats, man. <laughs> there are. After that, I like this because they're giving Everrise some personality. Uh, so Everrise versus Breezango, who showed up as Mounties. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh yeah, at one point early on, uh Martel, I didn't catch his I'm assuming that's his last name. Do you know his first yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his first name. <laughs> okay. It's Chase Parker and Eric Martel? Eric Martel, okay. Uh yeah. So Martel starts chanting defense. Matt, Matt Martel, sorry. Matt Martel, Matt Martel. starts chanting defense. That was great. I thought that was pretty damn funny. That was pretty great, and then he's a super kick. But that was cool because Chase Parker kept on evading uh, supermodel kicks from Breeze, and yeah, that was the defense. Mm-hmm, yeah, defense. That was, that was good, good stuff. I liked it. They they were letting them show some personality. They were using their names. Um, I think they might have turned some heads when they did that like dot uh, com promo a couple of weeks ago, off of like two hundred five. I think. Yeah, I think they've been uh, on two hundred five fairly regularly. I think they have. Yeah, at least that's what I've noticed in the Twitter feeds that I use to watch two hundred five. Um, I didn't know they. So according to Moro, they've been best friends since the third grade. Yeah, that's they've been they're the 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 longest continuous uh, tag team they claim to be in professional wrestling, like fifteen years. In the third grade, you were still in Arizona. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Do you remember your best friend from the third grade? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. what was his name? His name was Justin. <laughs> Do you are you Facebook friends with him? Do you know where he is? Oh man, mine was Danny Leard. I still know. I still I, I keep tabs on Danny. We talk on Facebook every once in a while. I don't go on Facebook, so that's probably part of it too. That could be, yeah. Um. Anyways, we got uh, a Mountie dive from uh, from Fandango. Uh, stereo super kicks. Breeze gets the pin on Parker. 
uh, and then the, the, the commentary just starts making a bunch of like really obvious bad. Yeah, commentary was actually references. pretty funny because they were making each other laugh. Yeah, they were just. Doing it was actually a bunch pretty good. I thought it was actually pretty pretty I, charming. I thought, me too. Like I, especially at the end after the match, uh, Tom Phillips, who I I don't know what is he supposed to be like heel commentator because he was so upset. That he was like, there are no Canadian destroyers in this match. There are no oh, Canadian. There is another Canadian, Canadian backbreaker. Yeah, that yeah, was good. Canadian backbreaker in this that match. Good. That was pretty that was funny. That was pretty good. Uh, after that, uh, Dominic Dijak looked like he had some coffee this morning because he was uh, he was pretty fired up for this yeah, match against up. against uh, Killian Cross. Uh, he's like, you got to He said last week I was uh, exhausted after that match with Keith Lee. This week I'm fresh. I've got a well, he said last week, uh, Cross suplexed me on the concrete. Yeah, he smashed my head against it. That's right. This week, he's getting a fresh die, Jack. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to smash him with elbow, with knee. And then it's going to be an Arby's night. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, some Io Shirai tweets about Dakota Kai. Uh, and then we had uh, Aaliyah versus Shotzi Blackheart again. Shotzi trying to get uh, her win back. From mm-hmm. Aaliyah, from uh, that time she ran over Robert Stone's leg. Once again, mm-hmm. she comes out in tank and tries to go after Robert Stone before oh, the that match. Was good. good. He's still in a walking boot. <laughs> yeah, he was killing me tonight, man. Yeah, he's so pretty good. Shotzi comes out strong. Stone tries to distract on the outside. Aaliyah takes advantage. Aaliyah's doing way too much preening during this match, though. Uh, let's see here. But she does get some offense off. Uh, Shotzi comes back after a Northern Light suplex gets two for Aaliyah. A really good belly-to-back suplex. Uh, Aaliyah tries to go for a pin with her legs up on the ropes, but the ref c- catches it. Shotzi has a huge step up in Seguri. Mm-hmm. Stone then gets up on the apron, eats a big boot from Shotzi, starts selling his leg really bad because they're saying that he landed on his bad ankle. Uh, Shotzi gets a diving senton from top, gets a three for that, and then after the match, she runs over his other leg with great. her tank. That was awesome. And then Mercedes Martinez comes out and lays out Shotzi with a huge boot, like kicks her out of the tank. I, dude, they they are so good these days of framing out these boots that are coming in. They did it with Io Shirai. Uh, somebody just – was it on Raw? Who ate that big boot on Raw that came out of nowhere? Oh, yeah, on SmackDown. It was Hardy took one from Sheamus. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and then Truth took one from Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. I love the big boot, the surprise yeah. big boot. So, yeah, yeah Mercedes Martinez kicked the crap out of uh, Shotzi Blackheart. And then she walks off, and Robert Stone and Lear are like, well, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. Now, to be continued later on. How great was this uh, Swerve uh, little mini doc, man? I thought it was really good, man. Yeah, me too. It was you all. Dude just exudes confidence. You, you know what, man? I, I like this so much because it's giving him like some backstory and some dimension and some complexity so that we're not going to get just another good guy you yeah. know uh I mean, he talks the, about yeah go ahead. yeah so the general idea is is he feels like himself the most the loosest most comfortable in one of two places recording studio in the wrestling ring uh he talks a lot about the similarities between being in rhythm uh, knowing when to hit the right notes, if you will. And if you don't do that, everything's got to fall apart. Um, he talks about taking on Gargano at Great American Bash, taking him to limit, and says, now I know what it means to be champion. He says, I got a message for you, Santos Escobar. Next time we step in the ring, uh, I'm walking out cruiserweight champion. That's going to be 
Because uh, he said he's match. the only person, he's yeah. correct, to, to have beaten Escobar thus far. The cruiserweight tournament, yeah. Um, he also talks about how he sang uh, Billie Jean in high school. Yep. I was a huge Michael Jackson fan when I was a little kid. And I actually auditioned for a talent show. Really? Doing Billie Jean. Singing and or dancing? Both. How'd that go? Uh, I was like seven. Six. Yeah. I think I was six. Yeah. And I came home and I told my mom that I think I got in because the teachers were both smiling. <laughs> I think they were laughing at my little fat ass trying to do Michael Jackson moves. <laughs> oh, man. I literally, I do have videotapes somewhere oh, of me goodness. doing that. That will never wow. see. Maybe, hey, maybe, uh, maybe at like 2,000 subs. All right. <laughs> How many subs do we have to get to release the Charlotte interview? The sh- yeah, you know that's 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 we've actually shown that before to patrons. I mean, I, that could be like fifteen hundred. Okay. I'm down. For, I'm down to do that at fifteen hundred. That's not a big deal. Yeah, that's not a huge deal. Michael Jackson, Steve, Steve doing Michael Jackson. That's two thousand. All right. It's horrible. It's but God bless my dad. He had that. Vi- it was not easy in 1986 to record video. Right. It ain't like this anymore. He had what amounted to a heavy briefcase connected mm-hmm. to a camera. Mm-hmm. You're and, essentially carrying a was, VCR on your shoulder while yeah. uh, holding a camera. Yeah. He was filming relentlessly and we would do magic tricks. We recreated the, the, the final scene or the, the climactic scene, the Empire Strikes Back, oh, which cool. I'm looking for that because I want to animate those lightsabers. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was that's great. That's pretty cool. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. 
repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. That's pretty uh, cool. So, uh, yeah. After that, we had the first triple threat match, getting that ladder match takeover. Holy crap, this match. Mm, a lot, uh, yeah, a lot of great stuff. John yeah. Gargano. John. John. Bronson Reed and Roderick Strong. Uh, just a lot of really good character work, especially between Gargano and Strong and them trying to like negotiate a partnership early wow. in the match and just bickering with each other instead. Um, this is The story of this was all about Bronson Reed using his size as a strength advantage to overcome uh, the fact that uh, for portion of the match, these two were trying to double team. Hey, I, for the life of me, for the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to I've been trying to listen because I, I, I forgot the name of it. When you have a guy's <laughs> legs and you go back and they slingshot. go slingshot. Slingshot. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that bit. Yeah. Where uh, Roger Strong got <laughs> slingshotted right into Bronson Reed's front area was great. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was so great. Yeah. It started off with like basically I swear Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano are just trying not to laugh when they're around each other. Now that Gargano gets to be a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start out doing basically a comedy act on the outside. Oh, that was good. Trying to, yeah, like you said, negotiate a partnership to team up on Reed. Doesn't work. Reed attacks, takes out Gargano, then strong. Um, but yeah, it's just all sorts of very creative stuff with two smaller, just excellent wrestlers. And then Reed, who's a really good wrestler on his own, just a huge guy who could do really, really cool stuff. I mean, there was that bit, again, framing out some a surprise action Gargano and Strong trading blows on the outside. Bronson Reed dives onto them both. That was great. Yeah, that was great. That was great. They're uh, getting really good at that. We got a lot of Roddy jumping knees. Oh, I love that. Uh, we got uh, uh, Bronson Reed had both men on his shoulders at the same time. Did a Samoan drop. That was great. That was awesome. That bit the doom the the attempt at a Doomsday device. Oh, uh, to the Poison Rana. To the Poison Rana. Unexpected. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah, we had oh man. Gargano trying to powerbomb Reed off the apron and then Strong running in with a jumping knee and Reed gets powerbombed off the apron. That was, that was amazing. Great. Yeah, you think he's out of the match there, but nope. Mm-hmm. So that happens. Uh, where is it? So back in the ring, it's just, we get a, a I don't know, like four or five minute sequence of just Gargano and Strong and there's no let up. It's just fast, 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 fast. So uh, Strong tries for double underhook backbreaker. Gar- Gargano escapes that. Looks for Gargano escape. Strong escapes that. Looks for a stronghold. Gargano escapes that, though. Then Lon darts Roddy into the second turnbuckle. Goes for super kick. Misses. Strong hits him with the gut buster. Johnny responds with an instigiri. Then hits a slingshot DDT. And he has to kind of just leap, you know, like roll over and drape his arm across Roddy for a cover. By this point, Bronson's up. He's in the top rope. Hits a splash on Roddy. You know, uh, 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 smushes uh, Gargano's arm, so he has to pull back off the cover. He covers Roddy to get the win. Killer finish, killer! Fantastic. I gave this, I gave this four and three quarter stars. Man. It was really fun. Yeah, just the creativity boy. behind it was fantastic. Yeah, and then they followed that up with Oni Lorkin versus Thatcher. Didn't quite think this lived up to what we saw last week necessarily. I didn't think so either. Because I mean, it was just it was just a different match. It was I mean, obviously it's going to be wrestling heavy. That's what these guys do. But I, on my notes here, it just says wrestle, wrestle, wrestle on the outside. Lorkin sends Thatch into a pole. Uh, Lorkin targeting the left arm. Uh, back in th- uh, Thatch gets a fish hook on Lorkin. We got some chops, half and half suplex on Thatch from Lorkin. Lorkin gets Thatch in an armbar. Twitch, bre- uh, sorry, Twitch. 
Thatcher brings him to the ground and pins his shoulders, gets a handful of tights and sort of a sneaky win there. Yeah, um, yeah. feels like it but should it, it should set it up for another match, but I mean these are just two wins now. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I why mean, would it? before the 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 ring post spot where Lorcan set Thatcher into the ring post on his left shoulder, like Thatcher was having no problem with Odie Lorcan. Should this have been like the first match, and then the second? The first match should have been the second match. I kind of feel like it, yeah, because that was like the the first match was so decisive. Like he annihilated Oni Lorcan by the end. There, mm-hmm. there was really no reason for a rematch. But here we are. I guess uh, apart from uh, Thatcher repeatedly <laughs> making fun of Oni Lorcan uh, in front of his students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, Robert Stone Brand backstage. He's in hysterics because of his other leg. Mercedes Martinez enters frame, and she's like, listen, I, d- I don't want to do paperwork. I don't want to set up matches. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I want to focus on the one thing that I'm good at, hurting people. Mm-hmm. Will you be my manager? Stone and, says, I'm your man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your man. Yeah, sure. This is so sad. There are no other managers around to focus on the day-to-day paperwork, the business, minutia. the minutiae, the, the details of being a wrestler in NXT. She has to to resort to this clown. Well, then she says, hey, I'm warning you, don't overstep your bounds or I'll permanently break both your legs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, sure, yeah, you got it. <laughs> they shake hands. Mercedes Martinez is Robert Stonebrand now. Yeah, yeah. I feel so like that's that'll... not going to last very long. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they're trying to, you know, I could see. She, to me, she has a Shayna vibe, a Shayna Baszler vibe, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, there are similarities in appearance. There's similarities in attitude. There's similarities well, in style, in, too. I mean, they're, in, they're, they're both hard-hitting, you know, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. Maybe they're trying to separate her from that and add some dimension via Robert Stone brand. I'm not talking about comedy stuff, but, and, and maybe that's adding some dimension to him. Let's see what he can do now. Maybe with a more serious client, you know? Yeah. He's still going to be utterly hapless. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, I guess we'll see. After that, we had a Finn Balor promo in black and white. Uh, He's like, I don't need charity, but I'll take it. Uh, he's like, uh, so this is talking about, of course, the North American title. He says, I'm not playing chess. I, I'll tell you what my next move is going to be. I like this next bit. He he talks about Lewis and Thatcher as opponents next week. He says, yeah, their opportunity sucks because <laughs> they have to deal with me. Their push just hit the ceiling. Yeah. Take over the North American title gets what it needs. The fin rub. <laughs> the fin rub. He says, Meltzer says, I'm going over in this match. <laughs> After that, we have our main event, Killian Cross versus David right, so tell uh, me, Dominic uh, Dijakovic. Did, did, did Karrion convince you? Okay, so here, here are now my, I think, pretty solid thoughts on, on Killian Cross. He's not a good wrestler. That being said, NXT is able to use, like, he's probably a decent enough wrestler for main roster, for Raw SmackDown. Like, decent enough. Probably Raw, to be honest with you. Because, like, SmackDown, you got guys like AJ, Matt Riddle, uh, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Shinsuke. You got, like, really good wrestlers on SmackDown. Yeah. Raw, you got good wrestlers, but you don't have to be a good wrestler. Um, he's not a takeover-level guy. He's not on his own. Dominic Dijakovic carried this match. He carried mm-hmm. this match. And it wasn't even a really good match. It had to rely on some really excellent 
plot points, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was when it went to the outside, they did that terrific steel step spot yeah. where poor Dijak's head, and Dijak had been handling Cross up till then. Mm-hmm. He put his head in the, like behind this, between the steel steps and like the ring post. Yeah. Loaded up and kicked the shit out of it. Dijak is dead at this point, and it's yeah, basically. And here's like, okay, I understand it's for the drama of the match, but I'm screaming at my TV. Why is this match still happening? Yeah. Why is it? I, there's always that nebulous thing of you can you can send somebody into the ring post, and it's not Referee's a DQ. Yeah, exactly. The discretion was obscene here because Dijak isn't moving. He is out, and the ref is concerned with the count. He's like, come on, get back in here. Get back in here. You're not going to get well, the count. He briefly goes and checks on Dijak. Briefly. And I guess, are we to assume that he said, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the ref gets back in. Uh, Cross gets a completely dead body of Dijak, muscles him back into the ring. Yeah. Uh, so Dijak is not on his own power at all. Uh, he does that. Uh, he mounts him. By the way, interesting fun fact about Karrion uh, Cross, which, by the way, I mean, he debuted in 2014, and I know wrestling like wasn't like his full-time gig until relatively recently, I think a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trained by Disco Inferno, hmm. according to his Wikipedia page anyways. I just thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. Um, but uh, 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 so he mounts Dijak. Grand and pound. Ground and pound. Nasty, like two forearms that are just vicious. Keith Lee comes out. At this point, I'm loving it. Because they have really turned Cross into a bastard. And that can that can go a long way. Yeah. You can go a long way with that. I guess he doesn't need to be Mr. Takeover if you book him in a story that, that's I really emotional. If, I wonder if this part of the, the deal here. And this is speculation. Because I don't I, I I'm not that familiar with carrying Cross's work in the ring. You know, I've seen all his NXT matches, a handful of things outside of that. Um but watching him so far, I wonder if Triple H gave him the same note he gave to Jackson Riker. You're a Terminator. You just keep coming. And so it's okay for him to be kind of one-dimensional if his, if his MO is, yeah, you can knock me down for a little bit, but I'm going to get back up. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not in there to put on a five star match. I'm in there to beat you up, and that that can that can take you pretty far. I think that can yeah. that can be okay. I'm fine with that. From, from the character perspective, I think he's pretty good. The character like the stuff way, is great. What after he kicked the steps into to Dijak, just the way he kind of got up and it was like, look at the ref. He wasn't freaking out. It's like I don't care if I lose this match or not. I yeah. kind of do what I want to do. Really, just beat this guy, beat the hell out of this guy. Very calmly gets in the ring, kind of stands around a little bit, but with purpose. And then very calmly exits the ring to go and get him to br- all that just to break the count. Usually people just roll in and roll back out, but he got all the way in the ring for a couple seconds, got right back out. Just the way he carries himself uh, is very imposing and, and, and believable. The last couple weeks, and I know this is going back months, but especially when Keith Lee won the titles, won the set his NXT title. And you see on on Twitter the pictures of Dijak coming out and hugging him. You see last week how Dijak got the first shot, and like you know these guys are close. They mm-hmm. have built that so perfectly for this finish. This had me emotional, dude. I'm telling you, Keith Lee comes down. I'm like, and I'm screaming. I'm like, oh man, thank God, finally somebody's gonna come here and check this asshole. He gets to ringside and he wants he wants to pull a Taz and throw in the towel, and Dijak 
who has a vulnerability about his face. He yeah. really he's got he's got such a great face that mm-hmm. has so much dimension to it and character to it. And he just sort of looks at Keith and dude, it's Rocky four. Yeah. It's right. It's crosses is Drago. Uh, Dijak is Creed and Keith Lee is Rocky. And Dijak says, no, this is on me. Don't stop the match. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful moment because you see Keith Lee and all the emotion of, Oh, I want to get in there and beat the crap out of this yeah. guy and it, save it, it my was, best friend. It was cool because Cross is hitting McGrandapan. Lee comes out. He grabs the top rope like he's going to get up on the apron. And I like this because uh, Cross gets off mm-hmm. uh, Dijak and just looks at Keith Lee mm-hmm. saying, your move. What are you going to do? Move. Yeah. Balls in and your court. And that's when yeah. Dijak's like, no, it's on me. Uh, uh, no, don't get in the ring. And then Cross like, all right. And he pins Dijak's arms under his legs. Mm-hmm. So he can't really can't put his hands up to defend himself. Just drops another huge forearm. Yeah. Again, Dijak saying, stay out of it. Um, Cross looks at Lee and says, are you watching this? Mm-hmm. Are you watching? And then picks him up, puts him in a rear naked choke. Uh, Dijak passes out. Uh, Lee rolls in the ring and Cross backs off. Just calmly leaves the ring. Yeah. Staring at Lee as he backs up the ramp. Which is so much more terrifying than any of the other big things they could do. So my, my, my analysis right now on Cross is he doesn't need to be a takeover level wrestler as long as they keep that mystique and that story going strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so I thought this was really good. Now, can you, after the Lee thing, now this is my speculation. This is my speculation. Cause you, you said, I wonder if triple H gave him the Jackson Riker speech. I also wonder if bringing him in, they said, listen, we're going to start you off really, really strong. I think it'd be really dumb to put that title on him. I think it's probably going to be what you mentioned that they're making him as strong as possible for a for a big time match against Keith Lee, probably the next takeover. That seems obvious. And Keith Lee will probably end up winning. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, listen, we'll see where we go. Like, we're going to give you everything except that, except yeah. the actual title. And we'll see what we can do with you after that. We'll see what the reaction's like. We'll see what the match yeah. is like. But Here, we can't, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll throw this out here, too. So let's say at the next takeover, he has his match against Keith Lee. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know the possibility of it happening. So the latter match kicks off the show. Uh, we've seen Brock do this in Money in the Bank. Someone gets laid out. Uh, he just runs out the end, grabs a briefcase. What if Cross does something similar during this mm-hmm. latter match? Mm-hmm. It's like, here, I got this belt. I don't care. I'm about denying people opportunity to carry mm-hmm. crosses. I want everything for me. Yeah. So he goes and takes that, knowing full well he's got his NXT title match later on, which he can lose. Guess what? He still has a belt. Mm-hmm. I Could think didn't that. he say like on there was some interview where he said he wanted both titles or something. I thought I saw that. That could be. It, that could be. I mean, he could be in one of these North American triple threats. Mm-hmm. They got like or he just going on force his way into it too. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked all the character work afterwards. Man, I was hot. I was like, man, these people are pissing me off. I want to see him get his ass kicked. And that's what you want. That's like the good mm-hmm. stuff right there. Mm-hmm. When you really want to see the bad guy get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're building up really well, and I get the feeling they're going to say, hey, we're going to take this and see how the, what the reactions are like. We're going to see what the wrestling is like. Um, but we're going to give you everything you need to to launch properly here. Um, and I think that's a pretty enticing offer for a guy like like yeah. uh, carrying cross. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm a yay on him because of how they're building him, not necessarily about the wrestling itself. Um, if you can keep the stories good, 
then then you can succeed. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, maybe, I thought that maybe, was really strong. Maybe uh, Takeover he'll uh, he'll surprise us, man. They got they got time. At least uh, assuming they can still do this to work on their matches at ahead of Takeover. You yeah, know? it could be. I mean, like I said, you know, it, it's it. Not everybody has to be Mister Takeover in terms of the five star. No, and I, I think the the when it gets down to it, the most important aspect is telling a good story in the ring, regardless if it's a bunch of high spots or crazy moves or crazy sequences. If the story is good, then it's going to connect. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I gave this match in my Steve notes uh, three and three quarters, and it was kind of like two stars for the wrestling and a star, an extra star and a quarter for the, or three and quarters for the story for that finish for the story of the finish, especially Dijak's Dijak's performance. The love really between good. these two men is so pure, Larson, and him saying no, don't do it, don't do it was just, my only my uh, only is a minor a minor quibble about the end. Is I kind of wish it was a bit more violent instead of just like two uh, forearm shot, shots just repeated, yeah, just repeated. I thought, yeah, to me, I, I see your point totally. For me personally, the 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 steps to the head was all the violence I needed, and then the forearms were just like because they. Here's the thing about the forearms; they were laying in really thick. Oh yeah, like, they he were was they laying were, these in. They look stiff. Yeah, but rather than you, two or three total, give me a ten. You always want more violence. You've got this weird bloodlust, man. You've got this like really sort of undercover. Like you don't seem like you'd be bloodlust because you're kind of you're like. It's all on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, can you uh, uh, plug out and plug back in? Yeah. I'm going to look up the uh, question thread here on the Patreon. we got a bunch of questions on the Twitch as well. So let's take a look at this. Uh, by the way, also, hey, let us know what you guys think about uh, yes. this Killian Cross match in the comments below. And, and let make us your know. Predictions. Make your predictions for uh, who's going to win that North American title. I want to know what people think about that North American title, man. Who do you guys think is going to be? Be sure to leave that in the comments below. Here in chat, White Brownie uh, uh, brings up exactly what I thought. The Brock Orton finish at SummerSlam without the concussion. Something like yeah. that where Brock was yeah. hovering over him and, and busting open. I don't need the blood. Obviously not the concussion. But something like that where you're watching like, oh, God. Oh, no. Mm-mm. You need him conscious enough to say, no, no. Yeah, that's right. Don't stop this match. Yeah. No, oh, obviously. It was, so good. it was so good. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right, published. Let's see here. Uh, night by night. Do you think Dexter Loomis likes breakfast cereals, or does he prefer a more hearty meal to start his day? Dexter Loomis, what does he eat for breakfast? Eggs. Yeah, he's like a look at that dude's body. He's like a nine egg guy, right? Yeah, he's got he eats a whole carton of eggs every morning. Yeah, tons of eggs. What do you think Bronson uh, Reed has for breakfast? Eggs and sausage, right? And uh, and like a ham steak. <laughs> yeah, ham steak. 
Uh, Four Inch Fox. Good evening, Stephen Larson. How would you rank this current era of NXT compared to others? It's hard to match the depth of Aleister Black, Ricochet, uh, 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 Velveteen Dream, Ciampa Gargano, and then Cole's in there. Andrade. That class was something special. Super special. But I like good. But given that, dude, given that you're going to have five triple threats (laughs) with, I mean, five, that's 15 dudes, and there aren't many weak links in that. There, this is a this is a super deep class. Yep, yep. Uh, dang MQ. So if Keith Lee is Rocky, does this make Mia Yim Adrian? We'll see if she figures in. I hope not. I hope because we had we sort of had that with uh, Candice LeRae being Adrian. Didn't work. Didn't work. Well, also, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Mister Sinister says, "With Takeover Triple X, would you expect Vin Diesel to make a cameo?" No. Mm-mm. Although that logo does look like the Triple X logo. It does. Zondo, uh, when Cross was on Dijak on the ground, Dijak kept one shoulder off the mat so he wasn't getting pinned uh, as if it was on Indistinct. That's a nice little detail. I know. I know. That was rad. I love that people think that stuff through. Mm-hmm. You know? Not like sometimes mm-hmm. on main roster when <laughs> they don't think things through. Uh, James Fletcher, what do you think of all the released WWE talent joining Impact? Who will do the best and who will struggle? Uh, you got to think EC3 will probably do the best. They've certainly positioned him in that, and he's positioned himself in that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Good Brothers are probably going to do pretty good. Yeah. Um, I wonder how Brian Myers is going to sort of separate himself from the pack. Um, he only had a very brief video package. Mm-hmm. Um, where he was wearing, he kind of needs like a, he needs to rebrand himself a little bit. He's been doing the blue and orange thing for a while. Yeah, no, wow. Uh, so uh, Pippus has the ratings in a uh, huge win for AEW, fifth in the demo, point three two. That's up eight forty five, eight hundred forty five thousand. That's great. NXT thirty fifth in the demo, point one seven, six hundred fifteen thousand. Yeah, Oof. I saw that. Yeah, Oof. yeah. It is what it is. Huge win for all elite. Scott Hill Jr., what do you guys think about having a blast from the past episode of NXT where we see main roster talent go up against current NXT talent using their old NXT gimmicks, such as Big E's five count, Rollins with the blonde hair streak thing, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's a great idea. I think (laughs) that it's kind of – it's too goofy for what they do, but I think it's a great idea. By the way – It'd be perfect like a Halloween-themed episode or something like that. Uh, this is a temporary thing. I know NXT is the, the black and gold brand. I put green on our thing because I used I used gold yesterday for AEW, and this is for Shotzi's hair. It's so it's so bright green. I know. It's a, it's a wonderful color of green. Uh, Fear and Loathing, did you guys see the Twitter exchange between Robert Stone and Edge? Yes, it was pretty funny. I didn't. I did not see that. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Uh, War Machine. I know a lot of people are going to be asking because we mentioned this bef- like in the pre-show banter. People are going to be asking us about Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. We're going to talk about that on News Brief today. Yeah. I love when funny. Adam Cole gets to drop some uh, pre-NXT era F-bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex C says, this happens with Cross everywhere. He debuts to hype, then people get bored of him so fast. I don't. I mean, is there... 
is there like a? I mean, is that a fair knock? I don't think that's a fair knock. I mean, the only the only other place I've seen I, he was in Lucha Underground, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, did people get it's, bored of him there? Is that an actual like? Is that a legit premise right there? Because in Impact, know. I don't think anybody got bored of him. I think that he got tired he wasn't of used very much. Right? He wasn't used very much. Yeah. Who's heavy was he? He was, he was with he was with Moose, and God was he dang, with Austin Aries. Yeah, I think he was with Austin Aries. I think yeah, they were a thing. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Wow, this is a tough question. Fear, uh, fear and loathing. If you walked at, uh, worked at a store and master required for entry, what would you do if Timothy Thatcher walked in and said he wasn't wearing any damn masks? Uh, hope that uh, there's security on premises and they could take care of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that was Alex C that said that? About Cross, yeah. <laughs> he said no, it was pure baseless slander on my part. <laughs> well, thanks for the clarification, Alex. <laughs> idiot. Oh, man. How is the Arpin Loser Draw champion? Hopefully somebody know, dethrones him today. <laughs> Oh, that's such a weird thing for him to say. I know. Patrick uh, Oliva says Mercedes should have gone with Bivens Enterprises. I was thinking the same thing. Man, they're not going to. Is he buried because one of them dudes got on Instagram live and spoiled uh, Keith Lee's oh, title? Maybe. One? maybe. Uh, Jason the Cabbie. Wow. Longtime friend. I haven't heard yeah. that name in a while. <laughs> Alex C says Steve calls me an idiot with increasing frequency. The more times I call you an idiot, the more I, we literally call Gypsy an idiot all the time. Um, it means the more I like you. Jason the Cabbie says, so we all know that shows aren't the same without crowds, but recently, well, the big show was on Feel the Power, and he said that the one benefit he saw from the current era is that performers everywhere will have to learn to be less dependent on crowd reactions and learn how to tell a story rather than play for a pop. Hey, Larry, what is it with all these old timers coming out and telling all these young kids how to... <laughs> to do their jobs uh jason the cabbie says you boys think this is a fair shout or a show just talking bollocks no i, I think, think it's a, i think i think it's i think there's a lot to be gleaned from wrestling in front of uh no fans or few fans um and i think that's one of them is is you got to concentrate and tell them the story in the ring and not worry about doing something strictly to create a reaction from the crowd because if you're telling the story right you're going to get a reaction yeah I think these old guys just like telling the young people what to do, man. We're headed there, too. We're headed. You people on a YouTube. <laughs> uh, White Brian 92 says NXT is slowly creating factions. I know. I love it. I love factions. Yep. More factions. Yep. Uh, Colin Branch asks, would Santos Escobar and uh, LDF be a good feud for a tweener face Andrade? Maybe he loses Zelina and Garza to LDF as well. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. I just want to see. I want to see LDF stay in uh, NXT for a while. Yeah, Gareth Nicholas. Now that Mercedes is confirmed, Robert Stonebrand Shotzi is totally to- Shotzi is totally going to get that win, right? Uh, I don't think it's a guarantee against who Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, they'll probably trade some. They'll probably yeah, trade some, the but they end, seem to uh, really like Shotzi. They do. She's really good. She's really good. She's really good. Yeah. Fear and Loathing, the ultimate NWO version of somebody is Timothy Thatcher being the NWO version of Eli Drake. 
so, I mean, here's the thing about Mercedes Martinez. She's just making her re-debut in NXT, and she's 39 mm-hmm. years old. They might use her as a really, really strongly booked enhancement talent. I say that with like the most reverence because I really like she's, her. I think she's great. She, like uh, the Cassius Ono of the women's division. Yes, I could see that being the case. You give her, you give her really strong wins against like mid card opponents, but people you really want to elevate like Shotzi, they Shotzi would get the win there. That's mm-hmm. that's just speculation. It's possible. Part. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Wolfpack for life. How long till Keith Lee could realistically be on an NXT Mount Rushmore? Wait till he goes to main roster, and then you can start making that judgment. But he's, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's making a really good case at this point. Yeah. Griffin of Might. I'm not alone in thinking Timothy Thatcher's theme sounds like Dan Severn's old WB theme, am I? Oh, I didn't even notice. I don't even know what his theme sounds like. Same here. I don't know what it sounds like at all. Although these days when I hear Bailey's theme, I, I always just hear the Rocks theme. Uh, let's see here. Adrian C. I know they're trying to build up Dexter Loomis, but I really feel like Killian Dane deserved to win that match last night. I don't know, man. I think Killian Dane, he's uh, one of those uh, really strongly booked enhancement talents. Yeah, it kind of seems like it. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Brooks, dream match, a current NXT faction versus any other faction from any other era. Current NXT faction. Well, it's got to be Undisputed Era versus DX, yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, you didn't know? Uh, let's see here. Christopher Rappersod, if Adam Cole was double champion, would he have defended uh, the two titles in two matches, and should the fifth men in the latter match be a main roster guy like Kevin Owens? No, I'd keep it to NXT. They have enough people in NXT. I'd yeah, keep it to that. they do. Um, as far as uh, Adam Cole, if he I, was double champion... I wouldn't, be su- I wouldn't be surprised if he were in that position. He would be pushing to wrestle two matches. He he uh, In character, I don't think he would relinquish it, although they seem to be okay sort of like handing titles around amongst the Undisputed Era. He might relinquish it to Roderick Strong. I could see him doing that. Like, as, as mm-hmm. a wrestler behind the scenes, that dude totally would have been trying to put on two five-star matches in a single takeover. He totally. would definitely be up for that. I think yep. probably in character, he probably just would have given it to Roderick Strong. <laughs> Jonathan says, if I were wrestling in the current era, my goal would be to pop the guy who yelled eye for an eye at Dolphin Drew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mike Demopoulos, am I reading too much into this or is Robert Stone a parody of Tony Khan? I think I don't, I've heard that before. I've heard that before because there's a similar look there. I don't think it's that though. Tony Khan, Robert Stone looks like a guy. He looks like, um, what was that thing called? Firefest. Yeah. He looks like, like what he's supposed to be is like an influencer manager. Tony Khan doesn't look like he's trying to look good or anything like that. Robert Stone looks like he's trying to be, he look, he dresses and acts like what you think of as like an influencer guy. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. see much between them. I think they would have made him an authority figure if they were trying to make him a Tony Khan guy. Zondo, they say that if you brought a guy back from the past, the president, it would break their brain. If you had to show a wrestling thing to Bruno that would melt his brain, what would it be? It's Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> Canadian Destroyer. I think Or it, Poison Rana. One of those two. Yeah. To Bruno 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 just died like what a couple of years ago. He was around to see Oh yeah. A lot of stuff. 
Like maybe, but and Luthez was doing power bombs. Like Canadian so destroyers are not how, how, how much? How much? How much CZW do you think Bruno watched? Like if you show him that uh that that Zandig uh, uh, jo- uh Joey Janela spot off the top of the building, he's seen it. He's seen it. Probably. And he probably was just like, that's not wrestling. It's <laughs> probably his reaction, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe if you were to show um, uh, Orville Brown, if you were to show Orville Brown the PWG thumbs up the butt spot and told him this is, this is main event wrestling these days. This is like yeah. main popular wrestling these days, even though it's totally not. Like that might break his brain. It's entirely possible. Yeah. That was a fun spot. Yeah. Uh, finally, Alex Foster here on the Patreon says, what do you guys think the reason is for Rick Bouge to not be on TV? He's a great amateur wrestler and has all the charisma in the world. Um, I don't know. I never know. You never know what's going on sort of behind the scenes, how he's progressing in the ring in terms of storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I know that he posted on Instagram that he pitched Triple H uh, being lowered down to the ring upside down, shredding on a guitar like a bat or something. And Triple H said, I didn't really, get, I don't see it. And so then he posted a video on Instagram where he's hanging upside down, uh, like from his weight set or something, uh, mm-hmm. shredding on the guitar. Um, I don't know. He seems, he's got like tons of charisma, tons of camera charisma. Might just be a matter of, okay, how can we best use you? We don't know. So we're just not going to use you for now. Maybe it's a situation where he has, these very specific ideas of what he wants his character to be, and maybe your place just isn't is into it. That could be too. That could totally. Or you know, there's, there, you know, there's there's storytelling in the ring. There's wrestling for TV, making sure you're in position. Maybe you know, working on footwork, all that kind of stuff. So who there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it that I just don't know. You know, you never yeah. know. It might be so, like like that, which is a really boring answer. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, one last thing here on the Twitch. I see Beans from the East says they just announced officially SummerSlam won't be held in Boston and another location will be announced soon. Larson, take hmm. one guess of what that other location is going to be. Performance Center. Hey, you got it right. That's it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat, stay tuned because we are going to raid somebody. Thanks for watching. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. you know and trust is now Angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish so remember Angie's list is now Angie and we're here to get your job done right get started at Angie.com that's A-N-G-I or download the app today you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.